Hello, welcome to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman, and I'm super happy to be here. Hope everybody is doing well. Um, I have a returning guest. I think you're, it's like your third time on the show now, uh, Josh, right? Third, fourth, fifth. I'm going to get a punch <laughs> card. We're going to get like a free sub after 10 appearances. Yeah. <laughs> I have to buy you coffee every time, like every time you're on 10 episodes or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, that works too. I cannot be wired enough. <laughs> um, well, if you don't recognize that, that voice, it's uh, Josh Sanders. He is the Senior Technical Program Manager here at Evenbound. Him and I are counterparts and he helps me with all the website stuff and some task stuff and, you know, just... Don't know what I'd do without him. So I'm happy to have him here today. I think it'll be a fun conversation. So our question today is, do you really need a website or do you need something else? And I'll, I'll preface where I think I, we should take this conversation and then I'm gonna let you do the bulk of the talking. But we all know websites, super important. Um, most people compare them to like your 24 hour salesperson. A lot of the t- a lot of the times it's someone's first interaction with your brand is them going to your website or maybe their second or third interaction, but still um, wanting to make a good first impression is huge, but going more in depth with that, like wanting to make a sale and like nurture someone throughout their customer journey just on your website. I mean, that can be so impactful. So if you're not happy with your website, I mean, who doesn't want a new website? I feel like every every six months, you'd be like, oh yeah, we could totally update our website or we need to update our website. So I feel like that's a feeling people are familiar with, wanting to improve their website. And a lot of the times people just think, oh, well, I have to do a website project. Those take so long. Like, is that really right for me? And so that's where I think, Josh, you can come in and kind of breakdown is a technical or traditional website project right for someone or is there another strategy that might be more beneficial so let's start with that can you kind of walk us through what a traditional website is what those projects look like and like their primary functions yeah i think there's those are all great points by the way um i i think there there's a way to frame the question where it's you know less like should i have a new website And that may be the right question, but the first question should be, what am I doing with what I have now? Because um, if your methodology um, is, you know, needs improvement, um, if, you know, you're still operating within silos because your teams are all focused on certain aspects of your website, there's definitely uh, a conversation that needs to be had where everybody's at the table and um, you know has input in how it works because that like if you adopt a new website and you put the time and effort into that and you don't have what we call web ops or web operations uh, standards in place then it's likely to not give you the results that you're looking for a traditional website i mean it depends on what you're trying to do with it it can be a huge lift Um, it's kind of like um, going from like a gas car to an electric car, you know what I mean? Like you got to learn some new things. There's going to operate a little different. It'll get you from point A to point B, but like, you know, do I want air conditioning? Probably do I want like <laughs> navigation systems, all that. Um, but you know, in general, you're going to have to, you know, decide 
in all likelihood, you're probably going to update your branding. Um, that's one thing that you'll probably want to do if you're going to go to all that effort. Um, and then how does your website interact with uh, your clients? You know, how, what's their experience? Um, when they come to your website, where are you trying to drive them to? Um, you know, so landing pages, things like that. Do you want to blog? Um, do you want to have that nested on your homepage? Basically, like, use putting yourself in the perspective of your client and, and, and understanding what you would want them to experience. And then also informing those decisions with um, uh, industry standards so that you you know, like, this is going to drive traffic. This is going to create leads. Um, I'm going to, you know, improve my chances of like MQLs and SQLs if I do things this certain way. So there, there's a lot in, involved in it. Yeah, I think you mentioned kind of right out the out of the gate there that it's a huge investment, and not only from like a time perspective, whereas it can take months, it could take a year, you know, um, but also financially, it can be a huge investment. And that I think is what scares a lot of people away from jumping into upgrading or updating their website. Oh, absolutely. We talked, you know, the last time we talked, we talked about API. You have an API with your existing website and then you go, for instance, if you went from WordPress and you created a website in HubSpot, you've got to redo those APIs. You know, there's a lot to consider. So with that, Let's say, yeah, I still want, I think my website couldn't be improved. I think from my customer journey perspective, there are things we could add or remove to make it better for them, but I don't want to take that much time or that much financial investment to do a traditional website project. So you kind of dropped this earlier, but I think we now queue or web ops. So walk us through what that is and um, how that approach differs from what we just talked about. So I think, you know, Web ops is one of the web ops, DevOps, RevOps, all those things are terms that get thrown around a lot right now in uh, our kind of stratosphere. Um, and I think if you asked 10 people what web ops were, they'd probably give you different def- definitions. But I think the key takeaway is you know, when I said getting everybody together at the table, like de siloing, that is so important. And that's what web ops really does. It's figuring out like how is our website going to operate. And, and having buy-in from every person who has a, a touch point with your website. You want your marketing people, your dev people, your tech people, your support people, uh, your sales, everybody. Um, you know, kind of getting on the same page about uh, how it's going to operate, web operate. Yeah. <laughs> so then could you break down a little further what some of those key elements are to a web op strategy? Like what are those things you consider in that process? You know, it, it's important to think about the tech side of it. That is probably one of the biggest factors, like the dev side. Um, y- you know, one of the things we talked about, we talked about API was that it, it is iterative because things we know in the tech world are consistently changing. Um, and it's good to be agile in that way. Um, I think also uh, just having, knowing that you have like the latest version of things, but also like things break. Anyone who has ever done any kind of like web development or um, any kind of uh, API integration or things like that, they know that things break. And you need a system in place that not only alerts you that, but you have uh, people designated in place to then respond to that and fix that rather than, hey, our website's not loading. (laughs) 
you know what I mean? It's Saturday night and no one's working and you're like, uh, our website's not working, what do we do? You have an escape plan, you have an action plan in place preemptively so you're not blindsided by those things. Yeah, absolutely. I had a similar conversation with our developer on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, and we talked about growth-driven website design, and I think there's a lot of parallels here. Um, But the biggest one is being agile and being able to make changes to the website without this huge investment in time and resources, but knowing like, hey, every time we are allowed to like get in here and make updates, we're making it better for both our team and like that technical side of things, but also from a customer journey perspective. And I think that's like just that mindset change can be really powerful. I totally agree. A really awesome video on Pantheon. I can sh- I could share the link if you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. It's hilarious, and it's basically just a video sharing like the problem. So they have a dev guy, a tech guy. People keep coming up to him, and this lady comes up and she's like, "Hey, uh, stop with my client. I think they want me- more UX." and also UI. So if we could add more UX and UI to our website, that would be great. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. It's just like, all right, thanks, great, and walks off. <laughs> and that happens all the time, you know? I mean, sure. clients hear those terms and they're like, user experience, user interface. Yeah, sure, we want those things to be better, but what does that actually mean? And and how do we implement, how do we implement that? And a lot of that comes from having a solid web ops uh, strategy in place. If you had to pitch to someone, okay, and I don't mean to like put you in a sales seat right now, but (laughs) if I'm making you pitch like, okay, this is why you should focus on web ops instead of a traditional website project and all that comes along with that, what what would your main argument be for them? Yeah, I think I think there are a lot of benefits to um, I mean, here's the thing, like new websites are great. At the end of the process, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's a time commitment. More than anything, it's a time commitment, which also equals a financial commitment in addition to the financial commitment you're already committed to. But I think, you know, a lot of websites these days, I mean, you can use Wix or Squarespace or WordPress or whatever you're using. They have a lot of functionality that you could be using to leverage, like, you know, more chatbots, things like that, you know, more forms. Um, There are creative ways. I I consider myself kind of like a Swiss Army person, so I'm like, okay, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. All right, let's go to YouTube and figure out how to do it. I do that in my own personal life. So I think, you know, if if time and money are uh, constraining constraining factors for you in, in creating a website, I think the web ops answer is... Get your people together, talk about what you want, talk about what your customer journey needs to look like, talk about how you're doing things now, what's working, what's not working. Um, There is an approach called Agile, which I can't really get into now because it's too complex for the amount of time that we have, but um, that's a way of actually kind of looking at it and then implementing your web ops decisions. Um, And when that happens, you can identify, well, maybe we could just use what we have for now and and utilize it to its full capacity because in reality if you're at the point where you're considering a new website you probably haven't looked at everything that you can do with what you have um more often than not it's like well we're not getting sales leads so our 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 whatever our marketing campaigns are not working you know but it's more about what's not working and less about like getting together and identifying what is and how you can improve that Usually, um, the, one of the first questions we ask when somebody comes to us and they say, we want a new website, 
is why like we ask why and someone will say something like you just said oh well we don't have any sales qualified leads coming in and and a new website is not necessarily a solve for that there could be umpteenth number of things that could solve that issue before the investment you're about to take into a website project and all that comes with it so yeah i think that's super super helpful um and i love getting your perspective on it I think we've only really scratched the surface here. So if someone does want to continue this conversation, um, learn more. Um, I think you said before you're open to connecting with people on LinkedIn messaging there. Um, is there, are there any resources or, um, you know, anywhere you go to learn about this sort of thing that you would recommend, uh, to our listeners? Man, I'm telling you, I when I was first starting out in the biz a million years ago, <laughs> I wish LinkedIn had been around because it is absolutely incredible. It is such a repository for information. And there's so many people and, you know, chalk it up to like people being stuck at home for the pandemic or whatever. But it is elevated to this platform that is now like a knowledge base for these things. And, and it's a, a place to kind of like de-silo, further de-siloing, you know, not just in your company, but within different agencies and having conversations with people in other companies that are like yours. Um, I think it's a phenomenal resource. Pantheon's a great one. Uh, I really, I go to them a lot. Um, I also, Kyle Jepson on LinkedIn, I usually see if he's got something to say about it, you know, because he usually does. Um, I also, like if I'm in HubSpot, I'll go to the HubSpot marketplace and see if there's a training on it. Um, like a certification and I'll take that so I can I can kind of you know bone up on what HubSpot does for that certain thing but yeah and I mean with AI there's chat GPT now like you can ask chat GPT and it, it's pretty good yes not perfect which we've talked about before but pretty good <laughs> actually I was checking it earlier and it said something and then I went to Pantheon and I saw that they had pulled it from the Pantheon website almost verbatim. That is, yeah, for sure. And you did mention um, something else about Pantheon. So if you want to send me that link, we'll um, include it in the show notes as well. So people can go right there. But that's awesome, Josh. Thank you so much for jumping on. Um, I'm sure we'll have more conversations with you in the future um, because they're always fun and insightful. So thanks again. Absolutely. I enjoyed it as always. And thank you all for spending a few minutes with us today. Please feel free to rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'll talk to you next time. See ya. See ya.